Hey all and good morning. This is Frank from the Geek Freaks Network. Today I am showing you a preview episode of Challenge Accepted. This is our brand new show to the network. We're super proud of it. I am in it and so is Thomas from the Joystick Show. He's been on Geek Freaks uh, plenty of times so you guys are familiar with him now. This is such a fun show to record and it's actually replacing our Sloop series. So we're going to be having two people work on the show instead of one. We're going to be making a lot more episodes. It's going to be really great. So if you're a BitKate or a Patreon member of ours, you're going to get bonus and early access episodes for this show. So you're about to hear the Seinfeld episode. It's our premiere episode. We're talking about Seinfeld's The Contest in this one. Widely believed to be the best episode of television ever. And we're also doing another one. It will only be on the Challenge Accepted feed, which, by the way, is in the, in the descriptions, where we talk about the first episode of The Last of Us. And that's how the show is going to work. We're going to have one episode where there's a challenge. One person challenges another person to watch, read, anything like that. Uh, then the next episode will be a reaction to something that's really popular. Right now it's The Last of Us. Next will be The Mandalorian and so forth and so on. Please check this out. I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, give us some feedback. Give us some reviews. If you want to do me a huge favor, you'll review Challenge Accepted, Geek Freaks, and all of our other shows on this network. We could really use them, and I appreciate that. Have a wonderful weekend, guys, and I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Challenge Accepted. It's me, Thomas, and I am here with the awesome and amazing Freight. What's up, Freight? You have to say awesome and amazing every time. Now, this is our first episode, and you're setting up precedence. So, uh, awesome and amazing. Good start, guys. Yes, I am Frank. You've heard me on a bunch of other shit, and here we are. Are we using profanity in this podcast? We should probably lay down some rules. Yeah, I mean, light profanity. We can make it PG-13. Light profanity, guys. Yeah. Oh, PG-13. We're allowed, so... to, we're allowed to say fuck once. Yeah. That's and, it. Oh, and you just perked it up in the first <laughs> minute. And that's it. Now we can't use it anymore. <laughs> so we're at Marvel Deadpool, not Fox Deadpool level, that's right. guys. Yeah, exactly. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, and okay. I will probably be changing your adjectives probably weekly. So um, we'll see. It depends on what you challenge me to watch. So. Oh, yeah. It might be a shitter. <laughs> exactly. Oh, careful. Don't get the Fox. We're going to stay at Marvel. Oh, yeah. Stay at that <laughs> level, man. Uh, but so we are here every week challenging each other to watch different things whether it be shows or movies sometimes maybe play games sometimes maybe read a book or comic books but mainly comic shows books. hold on i'm not going to read a 200 page book i'm a slow <laughs> i'm hooked on phonics boys so sounds good let's stick with comic books <laughs> okay all right or read a pamphlet um and pamphlets, uh, yes <laughs> but uh yeah so this week we're actually starting off with a very fun episode it was funny because i feel like i challenged you first right yeah. And then I didn't know I I didn't know a lot about the show. And I have a reason for it before you everybody jumps out of my throat. But I challenged you to watch an episode from this. And then I didn't know any episodes, so then you challenged me back. And the show is Seinfeld. You want me to say the board? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go Seinfeld. What I love is the very first episode of a very simple comp. We already botched it, where I picked the episode, but you challenged me to. <laughs> right, right. We I was already like, hey. messed up something that was so easy for us to not mess up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna be. We we watched Seinfeld and we watched season four, episode ten or eleven, depending on where you go. We're watching the contest now. Are have you seen the contest before this ever? So no, no. I'm embarrassed to say I hadn't. And I remember growing up, you know, like, I, well, I was questioning myself. I'm like, why haven't I watched more Seinfeld? Like, that was a question I was asking myself while we were going into this. 
And I looked it up in the process of getting prepared for this episode. I'm like, the first, first season of Seinfeld came out when I was born. So I was like, okay, I think I deserve a pass as to why I did not watch Seinfeld growing up. And you weren't a trendy toddler. I mean, come on, I expect better out of you. I know, right? That's crazy. No, my mom got me hooked on SNL, and then that was about it. But yeah. Oh, don't get me started, dude. I've got an SNL playlist on YouTube. I freaking love this on SNL, <laughs> there you man. Yeah. That's going to be a future one. Yeah. So I'm stoked that we jumped into Seinfeld first because I love comedy. It's like been a part of my life for so long. And Seinfeld, I've always known Jerry Seinfeld as being this amazingly funny comic and one of the most profitable comics of all time. And yeah. I hadn't watched the episode, but this one in particular was a pretty damn amazing one to start off with. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much. Should we just jump into detailing the show? Well, I want to kind of give some. So the contest, the episode itself mm-hmm. is it's been ranked as in 2013. I think that it is. They did like this whole thing. Okay. Literally the best episode of television ever. Dang. Like so not just in Seinfeld. So that's what people just thought a ever. decade ago, huh? Well, I know. 20, <laughs> I know. Since then we had a bit of a Game of Thrones, we had a little bit of everything Marvel's made. Uh, I got you. I got you. I think it still kind of holds up though, because when you when we watched it again, I was surprised because I hadn't seen this show in like a decade. I watched them when they came out, and I watched a lot of reruns. But maybe about a decade, and I forgot just how tightly written everything is. Oh like, yeah, no sentence, no shots is ever wasted. It's all one hundred percent just for laughs. Yeah, and that's hard to do. You're totally right, and I I got that feeling from it as well. Where I was like, man, these guys are writing geniuses. Every scene is kind of building the story and just keeps adding laughs on top of laughs on top of laughs, and the episode just escalates until. Which is kind of funny because it sounds like we're about to pop, which is kind of the whole point of the contest, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the pacing is crazy fast, too, because all of a sudden it's like one moment we, we have the contest come in. This, I mean, it's within minutes, Kramer's out. And right. it's like, holy cow, this is actually going a lot faster than I expected. And so it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, it's quick. definitely. So while we're at it, because I think we're already getting into the details of the show, let's, let's try it. to recap the show really quick, right? Yeah. So we start off with the typical Jerry Seinfeld stand-up, already kind of setting the tone for the show. We go to the diner where they all meet, and and the, the crew is all sitting there minus George. George walks in, and you can tell he's like ashamed or something happened, right? And so classic George Costanza. Yeah, he, he always he's such a sad tap. And you guys remember he is a stand-up for Larry David. So these stories, this actual story is Larry David's story that actually happened to him and his friends. No and so every way. time you see George Costanza, remember it's Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and also best friend of Jerry Seinfeld. They made the show together. Yeah, yeah. But I did not know that he plays George. And oh my gosh, that's so fun. That's even more funny now. But <laughs> so he comes in and basically he's he goes to his mom's house. She's not there. Looks at the Glamour magazine oh, and Glamour. Uh, decides to, you know, uh, uh, pull the chicken. I don't know how you want to say it, but, you know, take care of himself. My mother caught me. <laughs> Caught you doing what? You know. I was alone. You and basically, you know, his mom walks in and it completely embarrasses him. And so he's telling all of his friends, I'm never doing that again. They're like, what do you mean? Like, not today or ever, ever. And he's like, <laughs> I'm never doing that again. They're like, you wouldn't last a week. Right. And so this is where the contest comes in. Right. 
And so uh, basically, it was like no nut November before that yeah, was Yeah, before thing. we had Twitter to t- hashtag stuff. <laughs> exactly. Or Instagram. Back when it was called pound sign, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, it was like pound 800 if you want to get into this building. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so they all make a contest and decide to, to, whoever can hold out the longest wins the pot. And it's funny because Elaine wants to jump in. And they're like, that's not fair. You're a woman. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's so hard for me. And they're saying basically like, you know, uh, she tries to relate it to shaving. No, they try to relate it to shaving. Like, we have to do it every day. And then she goes, well, I shave my legs. And then Kramer goes, not every day. So that part is was just, I don't know, that little tidbit cracked me up so much. It's such good writing because as a viewer, when you're trying to say Elaine's going to get in this contest, I mean, let's be honest, guys. I'm a dude, right? So I'm like, yeah, but that's unfair for Elaine to be in this contest. <laughs> right. like, because we just have these like preconceived notions, especially in the 90s when people weren't talking about this stuff. Like this entire episode, we're going to say it right now. So spoiler alert. They don't say the word masturbation once. Yeah. And they actually, the fun facts I have later on, they actually had it in the script originally, but they were like, you know what? It's way funnier if we never say it. Mm-hmm. And so they took it out. And yeah, the idea at the time was like, oh man, yeah. I just like how they make sure to mention it in the show because as a viewer, you're like, why is Elaine in this? She's not going to, she's not as, but they make sure to get that right out of the way right away. No doubt. There's actually a really funny saying that we'll just, we'll hold off on it, but there's a saying that they come up with in the show. That's so iconic. I feel like for this episode, but. Oh yeah. I know the saying already. (laughs) So we leave the diner. We're in the next scene. We're at Jerry's house uh, or his apartment. And of course, like across from him is the naked neighbor. And she's gorgeous. Of course, they're now have made this contest for, you know, quote unquote, no, 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 not November. And uh, Kramer comes in. He's like, oh, my God. You know, they're all staring out the window. Meanwhile, Jerry is dating a virgin and makes it very clear. That's kind of how she's labeled Marla in the episode. And so they're quick to kind of say, you know, and label her that way. Uh, yeah. Elaine seems like the sure shot winner here because, you know, again, like you said, it doesn't seem to us men on the outside that women have as strong of needs as we do. But right. she goes to her aerobics class and lo and behold, in her class, uh, who I have to look up more pictures of him. I barely remember. I think I've seen oh, a picture. Oh, you are younger than me, bro. Yeah. John John JFK Jr. Yeah. was like. Harry Styles of, I'm thinking that's probably the right guy. Harry Styles of today. I remember very well, like John John was like, oh, he's going to be the next president. He just has to pick when he wants to be it. Right. Like he was that popular. Oh, man. And um, yeah. And the idea that- It makes sense. It makes sense why she's frothing to get in the robust class. And she's like, do you want to work out behind him? You know, the lady in the front. I'm just saying Harry Styles because that's what I would assume. But like, think about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to my robust class and Harry Styles happens to be in front of me. By the way, no masturbation. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 100%. So, okay, Elaine has her hiccup. Uh, Jerry has the virgin that's kind of holding, you know, that makes it tough for him to, you know, get out what he needs to get out. And then we have George, whose mom is now in the hospital because she caught him <laughs> doing the thing. And the lady next to the mom is in a, is, gets a sponge bath every day at 630 well, the nurse is attractive that's giving the sponge bath, and so is the patient. So yeah. George has his own thing. And uh, then so there's George naked neighbor. Costanza, like such a sad, sad thing to be hot at. While you're yeah. sitting next to your mom in a hospital, you're getting turned on. Like that's so George <laughs> Costanza compared to everybody else. 
Jerry right. has a naked woman across the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so speaking of the naked lady across the street, right? Following, I think this is the following scene. I may be wrong, but Kramer comes busting in. Boom, 100 bucks down on the table. Sorry, I'm out, guys. I'm out. What? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out of the contest. You're out? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was fast. Well, it was that woman across the street. You know, you better be careful, buddy. She's going to get you next. It was like yes. literally like that day or like the next day. He's like, I'm out. They're like, yeah. he's like, yeah. he's like, I don't need this. I'm he, not competing. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. You know, he's like, you've got a naked lady across from your house right now. I'm going to, yeah, I got to check that out. And then, uh, you know, uh, Jerry's putting on his coat. He's like, I'm going to tell that lady. I'm going to tell her she has to put her clothes back on. Kramer's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? There's no yeah. way you can. There's no way you can tell a perfectly attractive naked woman who's walking around freely to put on her clothes. Are you kidding me? So it's such an era of no internet, by the way. Could you right. imagine how much harder this is with the internet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They'd be like, I don't care. I can just go on my phone. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, you're so right about that, which is even funnier on top of it. And they convince him. It almost reminds me of that Friends episode where Joey and Chandler, they get like free porn. They're like, yeah, they the can't shut off the TV. Oh, yeah, that's such like, a good episode. Yeah. We're like, we can't shut it off because we have free porn. We, if we turn it off <laughs> and we lose it, we'd be the guys that gave away or turned off free porn. We can't be those yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how society develops so perfectly the fact that we basically have free porn now. Like, it's working. Don't tell anybody, I guess. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah back I, then it was like, when, especially in the 90s, if you found like a nudie mag in the, in the forest or whatever as a kid, you're like, oh shit! Tell yeah. everybody at school. Oh, <laughs> we found exactly. Treasure. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm leaving it by this tree. Nobody take it. Well, no, it's you. You mark it with an X on the tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like a treasure map to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the Goonies for us. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Kramer cracks, and then we got. Let's see where are we at here. Jerry talks with the Virgin Lady. They're making out. They're getting hot and heavy, and she's like, "Well, I want to take things slow." And then we move into the, the big, like, I guess the key takeaway here is everybody who's failing or has given up or yes. has basically pulled it is now sleeping better. Like Kramer's sleeping well. Everybody yeah. else is like tossing and turning all night, is not getting any sleep at all. What uh, an awesome <laughs> storytelling device, man. Because right. not only does it chart the progress of everybody's successes and fails, but also is like, an act break. It's like mm -hmm. its own act break every time. And man, I just thought that was like super creative and so smart. So well done. So well done. Right. So then they all come back into Jerry's apartment and uh, this is where the line comes in. I think at least this yeah. is where I marked it down where Jerry is talking to George and he's, and George is telling him about the sponge bath and how attractive they all were. <laughs> and he goes, well, are you still master of your domain? But are you still master of your domain? I am king of the county. You? Lord of the manor. Oh, God. The question is, are you still master of your domain? I'm queen of the castle. Master of my domain, I think, is like the key term in the whole show, which is so good. Even that yeah. right there, like getting around saying the word masturbate or whatever for that. Is, I know. Oh, so good. It somehow like makes it sound fancier when you're like, I am still master of my domain. It's just like, because you got to remember when er this show is so freaking popular that literally everybody in America was watching it. Right. And 
kids were watching it next to parents. And I remember when, when this was coming out, like my grandparents were actually telling my parents, like, probably shouldn't have the kids watch this because it shows about sex. They're like, oh, well, they wow. don't say sex on it. Like, I, I remember that being a problem. Right. And when you have an episode like this where the entire time, I, as a kid, I can't imagine me knowing what they were talking about. As an adult, I did, of course. But as a kid, I didn't. But I knew that there's some sort of contest with like, oh, something sexy's going on. I know that much. Yeah. And it was just so clever with that. Like, all the little innuendos, which just made it funnier and also safe for the entire family to watch in a way. 100%. 100%. I think, actually, the dirtiest word for me probably in this whole show would have been virgin. And I didn't even know what that meant. Right, yeah. Like, going back to Hocus Pocus, I don't know, like, we were completely jumping off track. But in that movie, they're like, we need the blood of a, a virgin. I was like... I, I knew what it meant in theory, but I didn't understand. Yeah. I was like, you and know. he knew also, because from Hocus Pocus, he knew it, melt, it was bad because he was ashamed of it. So you're like, okay, so being a virgin is a bad thing. Okay, right. so tracking that, putting yeah, yeah, that aside. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to be a virgin. It's embarrassing. Okay, check, check, yeah. check. But okay, so we, <laughs> yeah. And they keep referring to Marla in it. And it's just, it, in a way, it's so funny and it's so like crude at the same time, but it's between conversation between friends. So you kind of, you kind of get it. But, uh, Elaine finds out that Jay Jr. like found her attractive. She's her. She's his type. And that's so insane. <laughs> yeah. And that he wants to come by her place at nine to pick her up. So but turns out when he did drive her home in the cab last time, it was actually Jerry's house. So she's all with them again. She uh, also comes in, slams her money down and was like, yeah, JFK. Uh, is attracted to me, so I'm out. And they're like, Whoa, I don't give what? a crap no more. It's a whole lot of I don't care no more. <laughs> right. and, and again, this is like if Idris Elba said, like, like, oh, by the way, I think you're hot too. And it's like, well, okay, let's yeah. screw it, I guess. It's all done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to prepare for that because, uh, yeah, my mind's already blown. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, George goes into the classic, and then there was two and smells the dollars. And yeah. <laughs> so Elaine is down there waiting, right? And Jerry is. Is this where he is trying to, he's trying to hook up with Marla and she, and he basically, for some reason, tells her about the contest. Because Marla is down now. Right. Marla is down to clown and lose her virginity to him. And he's like, okay, here's the deal. This is right. why I have to deny you right now. Yeah. And, and of course she, who, if you're a virgin at this age, which I, I'm going to stop for a second to say that how old, just off of a glance. How old do you think Jerry Seinfeld is in this episode? Shoot, at a glance, I mean, he looks like he could be turning closer to 40, but I'm sure he was like 36, maybe. 35. Ooh, and to nice. me, nailed it. Yeah, to me, they just seem so much older than that, right? Oh, yeah. So I, I always, always kind of think that was weird. It's like, man, I'm older than Jerry Seinfeld in this episode, and it doesn't feel like that at all. Right. Um, it's just so weird. I think it's because I grew up with watching it, but whatever. Um, that's like when you watch How You Met Your Mother, I'm like, oh my God, I'm way older than those kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the I, early seasons. <laughs> no, I saw a meme. Uh, it was Father of the Bride. So I had Steve Martin and whatever the mom's name was in that movie. And they're like, the biggest crime uh, to this generation was telling kids that this looked like 50. And he's like all white hair. Like him yeah. and his wife already looked to me like 70. But in that movie, they were supposed to be 50 years old. The Golden Girls are all in their 50s in the Golden Girls series. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Their... I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And they all today like 70 and 80s, you know? Yeah. That's so crazy. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, at this point, so she stayed a virgin this entire time, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea that not only is she now like, I feel open enough to give my virginity to Jerry Seinfeld. He's like, 
we have contests about sex. So it sounds like just Sin City, like the worst version of a person to right. her. Because she's got to be super like chaste and stuff. And uh, it just collapses so fast on him. And I like how his retention is like paper thin. Mm-hmm. It takes like her to leave and like he doesn't chase her down or like that. He's like, I got a window with a naked lady across the street. I <laughs> yes. don't care. <laughs> I mean, dude, just perfect comedic timing. He like, she walks out, shuts the door. He turns around, like shrugs his shoulder, turns around. Yeah. And goes, eh, I'll go. I'll go look out the window now. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I mean, that part was so amazing. Right. And Elaine's waiting for Jay Jr. This part. Uh, does George come in as well? Some point George comes in, but Elaine comes yeah. back in because she's waiting for. No, George is the last person in. So she comes back in the room uh, to right. see what Jerry's up to. And kind of tells him how she's been waiting. Meanwhile, then George comes up into the house and kind of says, I don't know if he is lost. He lost yet, but he was also waiting for the sponge bath for his mom. Right. And then they're all there in the room and they turn out the window and look across. Do you want to add something? Well, I just want to say at this point, when George comes up, he reveals to Elaine who thinks she stood up. That hey, John John was just here and went off with Marla. Yes, that's right. That's right. She's yeah. like, What with Marla the Virgin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so oh, little JOK Jr., the nice guy, took her home. Right. Um, but yeah, then they look across the street and the guy who really won a contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, for the one who won probably the biggest out of the group, they look into the room and they they're like, Is that Kramer in the neighbor's room? And sure enough, yeah, it flashes to the nighttime thing that we were talking about where they're all sleeping and every single one of them is having sweet dreams and Kramer has the neighbor in his arms. And on the last beat, it goes to Marla and she goes, Ooh, John, you really are amazing. And you're like, Oh yeah. my God. So I guess <laughs> Marla might've won everything that actually yeah, she's probably exactly. the <laughs> I think, yeah, she was the biggest winner of this episode. Oh, so, such a great pick i i know i challenge you to watch it but i challenge you because i really wanted to watch it and thank you for recommending this episode because it was so damn good i watched it twice and i, I swear it was like one of those episodes that gets better the more you watch it yeah it, and it's it just holds up so well too because there's some like classic episodes of seinfeld like soup nazi and stuff like that oh yeah they don't hold up as well but this one still holds up it's super good the fact that they don't have internet and stuff like that it, like it's obvious, but it just makes so much sense. Like when you watch Friends and you're like, wow, I'm surprised none of them use smartphones. Like, well, they didn't have them. You yeah. wouldn't think so watching it. But yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It just works so well in this one. And I think it shows a real testament to how tight the writing was because they, like with the nighttime scenes, they mm-hmm. did a really good job of like phasing into the next thing. By the way, there is no winner. They don't say who wins. That's true. It's, technically we find out from a future episode that it was george that won but then we go yeah like the next season of the season after this they reveal george won the contest but then in the finale george says he actually cheated and relieved himself at the hospital so (laughs) yeah (laughs) that makes sense so actually jerry won but but for a while everybody thought it was george and and they kind of hinted it like well obviously if george has to go back to his apartment and jerry's right there jerry lost that (laughs) contest yeah but yeah Oh my god. Okay, so there you go. Like leaving little breadcrumbs for future episodes too. Damn, it was so good. Yeah, like no wasted lines. Like everything is progressing the story and a joke at the same time. So yeah. damn good. 
yeah, it's it's something like I said, like my I remember my parents watching Seinfeld growing up and thinking it was so amazing and just cracking up all the time. I think I was a little too young to get the jokes, but I get why people say it is the funniest New York show. I don't agree. Like, I, I almost don't agree that it's a fair comparison between Seinfeld and Friends, though. It just feels like two different, completely like different dynamics, a different generation, like almost a different sense of humor as well, too. So, yeah, it, I don't know. it was an evolution of it, though. So like, OK, so we were talking about this beforehand. Friends is basically the next generation version generation, barely. But, you know, say generation of, of Seinfeld. Yeah. And then How You Met Your Mother is kind of like the next generation of that. I don't even know what comes after that, because after that, actually, it's probably 30 Rock because we stopped using oh, right. laugh tracks. And 30 Rock was the first like big hit without a laugh track that I can think of outside of like Always Sunny. Yep. I mean, Always the, Sunny the, could the be the next one. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, oh, The Office. Sunny. You nailed it. It's The Office. You're right. Yeah. But it like, I feel like Almost It's Sunny is closer because it takes place in one city and, you know, they have the diner. I guess The Office has The, the Office. A character, which I think is important but, for Seinfeld. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. New York is its own character in the show, you know, and I, I think that's like a huge part of it. I think that's why people compare it to Friends. Although Friends was so not really New York, they referenced the subway like once ever. I mean, don't like yeah, quote it's me so on idealized it. too. Like these yeah, kids yeah. own these really nice apartments. They're always at the coffee shop in the middle of the day. Exactly. Yeah. Like where are they working <laughs> jobs? Like I mean, none of them are really doing anything but just trying to flirt with each other and go on dates. Yeah, yeah it's so not pr- practical. But Seinfeld, I get it, man. And and as I watch it more, you start learning the characters and the relationships and these bonds. It's like. It's a really, really good show. I mean, I'm obviously I'm preaching to the choir, probably for anybody who's listening. But damn, it was a fire show to start off with. Let's think of the the characters here. I think Kramer is so unique. Uh, there's the the theory of the four humors, right? Like every time you have an ensemble cast like this, each one of them fits something. And and the way right. I remember it is from the Ninja Turtles. And okay. so uh, Michelangelo's character, the kind of goofy one, exists mm-hmm. in everything. So. We have Kramer. That's this version of it. Yeah. Go to friends. It's probably Joey, maybe even Chandler or probably Joey and Phoebe. Really? Joey, Phoebe. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you go to how you met your mother, Barney is the goofy one. That's always, you know, down to party and stuff like that. Totally. There's always how you met your mother or uh, always sunny Philadelphia. It's Charlie. There's Mm -hmm. always the goofy one. Right. How important do you think Kramer's character is to the Seinfeld cast? Could they have done this without the Kramer character, which by the way, is based off a real guy that they actually knew. Yeah. No, not at all. Because In a weird way, he makes Seinfeld or Jerry like the straight man. And Jerry's yeah. comedy is more observational. Mm-hmm. So he needed somebody crazier than him to like be able to pinpoint the jokes or like be able to be like, okay, see that? That's crazy. And yeah. that's part of the comedy. And it's so good. It, like it's a perfect blend. Even George, too, is like, he's not necessarily crazy, but his rants and the situations he gets into to complain about is like a perfect setup for Jerry to just knock out of the park. Yeah. And I think he's kind of a Donatello. Like I keep using, I know uh, four humors have titles. I just use TMNT to remember them all. Yeah. But, um, I think he's a Donatello and I think we have, uh, Raphael's Kramer and Elaine is what's the last one. Shit. Why can't I remember? Leonardo. Really Leonardo. Leonardo. Yeah. Le- Elaine's Leonardo. I would say, or, or those two would swap because maybe Elaine's actually even more serious than yeah, maybe. Jerry. Yeah, I was thinking George Raphael, Kramer, Michelangelo, uh, uh, what is it, Elaine Donatello, and Jerry as Leonardo. Because he's kind of that leader, and he's kind of just pinpointing things and moving the pieces in different directions. 
Yeah, there has to be the leader that's not as serious, and then you have the guy that's more serious who sometimes leads. That's and that's true. what Raphael is. You know, Raphael's that the guy who sometimes leads, but he's more serious. And then again, right. that fits with everybody. If you look back at like uh Harry Mother, it's probably Lily. And you know, yeah. like there's or or Robin in some cases. Yeah, I haven't or, seen that show in a long time. Too. Yeah, I watch I mean, it again. Marshall for Leonardo, I feel like anyway, Marshall's he, a freaking I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but seeing how this show has changed TV in that way and and has kind of set up like, hey, here's the stamp. Here's here's how things look. Also, one more thing too is this show is extremely pre 9-11. Because right. after 9-11, you'll notice that we stopped getting New York shows until How I Met Mother came around. Yeah. And then even after that, we only had that one. There wasn't in the there, 90s, there was like Just Shoot Me, there was News Radio, there's was a there ton friends? of shows. Like set Friends there. wasn't out though. I wanna Friends was Friends was airing during 9-11, mm-hmm. and they do not actually so Friends aired like three seasons afterwards, something like that, they did not mention 9-11 at all in the show. Right. I remember I remember yeah. that being a big deal. It's, it's like, hey, people come here to escape. We're not going to re- reference right. that. Yeah. And and I remember there being a little bit of backlash from friends on that where people are like, why wouldn't you reference that and stuff? But yeah. And I, I, I think, think that's a really sense, good though. point. I mean, for escapism, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point that Seinfeld was pre-9-11 because there's a sense of like New York and just kind of, I don't know. It just feels different. I don't know how to explain it. It just has like a different yeah. feeling than even Friends did in that sense. I, so the only show I've seen since Seinfeld that's been able to capture New York the same way, which by the way, it, it, just kind of saying this again, Seinfeld's apartment looks realistic in comparison. Like it's a one bedroom right. really. Or he has, it's a big living room and the mm-hmm. one bedroom in the back, a small bathroom. I mean, especially with the bike hanging on the wall, that's very New York to <laughs> Limited me. Limited space, right? <laughs> yeah. But then right away, like, you know, Everybody else has these huge apartments. Right. Um, have you ever seen a show called Broad City? It was on Comedy Central for a while. Now it's like, I think on Hulu. Oh, love Broad City. Yes. So good. I think Broad City is the best sequel to Seinfeld. Because if you think about it, like they're just scrapping it out on New York. Like it feels so New York more so than I think we've seen in a long time. It's a good point. Yeah. Broad City is a great one. And it's, it's kind of a group of friends and it's just situations they get into. Which yeah. is very much like Seinfeld, right? The contest or the the airplane or you know the soup Nazi. Whatever. It's like just one situation, and then yeah. it, how it affects all of their lives. So Broad City is very much like that, except for Broad City is very more modernized and chaotic. It is, and but it's all self inflicted wounds. Like, right. like the way they talk in the diner in Seinfeld, they're making these troubles for themselves. Like you didn't have to do the contest. You're There's right. other episodes where like you didn't have to eat a donut out of the garbage, something like that. They're all self-inflicted. <laughs> right. And Broad yeah. City does that to themselves so much. 100%. <laughs> yeah. It makes me wonder what Larry David's life is like. Like, is he just constantly causing problems for himself? You know, or, I mean, I think we all are to some point, but I mean, yeah. is he like, yeah, screw that up. Ooh, write that down. Oh man, screw that up. You're totally right. And I think the best part about him is the fact that he screws it up in like the minor ways that we don't catch until you're like, Oh, it's really awkward when you both say hello on the phone at the same time. Like that right. would be something like they could literally make a Seinfeld episode about that <laughs> because yeah. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld are freaking writing geniuses. And there you go. You know, the, yeah, they so are. Uh, um, this was, yeah, is long overdue. And I, I think you had a good point, though, because I, I've told you this before where I tried to watch Seinfeld and I try to start like I'm such a I don't know if a purist is the right, right word, but maybe completionist. So I always have to start on episode one. Like if you guys recommend any show to me, 
I have to start at episode one. Unless yeah. you're like, do not start at it. Start on season two, episode three or whatever. I will try to go from there. But if you don't tell me and I want to get into something, I'll start right at episode one. And it was very hard to get into this show at episode one for me. Like my wife is even younger than me. She's almost Gen Z. And so, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like she's like, I don't get Seinfeld. And I'm like, no, it's got to be great. Trust me. And we started watching, watch the first four episodes. And she's like, I don't think I'm into this. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm into this either. But yeah. watching this one, it's great. Where do you think people, if they wanted to jump into Seinfeld and they weren't familiar with, like, where do you think they should start? Oh, shit. It's hard to say. Don't start. Like, this should be the place everybody starts. But I think, I think, but this is already like in season four. Season two, mm-hmm. it finds its footings. We were talking about this beforehand, but in the first season, there's the uh, Chinese restaurant uh, episode. And the writers, mm-hmm. after that episode was made, they realized, like, this is what the show needs to look like. It's actually this. So then they retooled the show a little bit. You guys will notice it if you're watching it, like the way Jerry dates and stuff like that. It's all different now. Mm-hmm. And they used the diner as kind of the stand-in for the Chinese restaurant. And it was a place where they kind of bounced ideas, where they had these like obo- almost verbal gymnastics with each other until mm-hmm. something fell out that was like, well, this is what the entire episode is going to be about. Was this, what is a big salad and what does that count? You know, like it sounds so stupid, but when you're <laughs> right. just talking with each other, and then all of a sudden you walk away with that. You're like, well, that's, that's the show. Yeah. And yeah, it's so I would say start in season two. And, um, but if you're a pure, like, you're so right, man. When, when like a new, for me, one of my big faults is like, say there's a new season of something coming out. Yeah. I'll go back and watch all the old seasons again. <laughs> right. Just to kind of like ramp up into it. And then it's like, yeah. how did I, that's so much time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Then you have to go through all the parts. You're like, wait, I really didn't like this part, but whatever. Yeah. I'm here now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So right on. Okay. Right after. So it's the Chinese episode, Chinese restaurant episode, or like some place in season two. So, yeah, okay. Season two is safe. Yeah. You safe. Can with that. Yeah. It seems like it's completely like they got their footing from there. Yeah. So man, so good. I, w- I would say continue on and I'm definitely going to keep watching more of this show. Uh, yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts on it? Well, let's go. If you have no more thoughts, let's go into our fun facts. I'm ready to jump into those if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to our fun facts, folks. Uh, first off, George throwing the Tic Tacs on the bed with Estelle, which is his mother. This is his first appearance as, uh, as Estelle, by the way, uh, to eat. Uh, so she would stop complaining was actually completely Im- improvised by Jason Alexander. That's not in the script at all. Wow. Oh, my God. That's a one. I didn't know this was the first appearance of the mother because she's so iconic. Just yeah. that voice like, George, why would you do that to me? Like, kind of, yeah. it was so good. <laughs> But that TikTok oh. tic tac scene is so funny because he's literally like, "Oh, you're hungry? Here, have some." And he doesn't even look at her; he just throws <laughs> it almost, almost over his shoulder, just right, and lands right on her stomach. That's so good. And That's props so to funny. her for keeping a straight face; like she just went with it. It was so yeah. good. He wouldn't go down and get her a sandwich. Oh, it's so freaking funny! It's so great. That's that's amazing. Next, uh, the word masturbation, the subject of the episode, is never mentioned. The script originally did use the word, but Jerry and Larry uh, realized that the episode would be funnier and less controversial without it. David claims that if NBC had rejected the episode, he would have quit. NBC received only 31 complaints. I mean, not many people watch Seinfeld and only received 31 complaints from its viewers. It's yeah, that's that barely none. Because it was like millions at that time, right? So 31 oh, yeah. wasn't even, it was probably like 0.000001% or something crazy. This it's show, so, by the way, guys, the way Challenge Accepted works is he challenged, like, you know, this, we challenge each other to this episode. 
So generally, the idea is we're not going to revisit Seinfeld at all. So that's why we're kind of talking about the show as a whole as well. Yeah. Um, Unless there's a specific episode you want us to watch, and you yes. will you will tell us then. Or there's like a right. special reason for us to watch a particular episode. You know. Yeah. You're not going to stick to it. We're not going to stick to rules, guys. You know that. But yeah. <laughs> um, when the final season, so first off, it was such a big deal because this was the first time that actors were paid a million dollars per episode. Wow. So this was the first one. I think the next one was Two and a Half Men. And yeah, friends. When the I keep bringing up friends. Two. I'm sorry, but yeah, they, friends yeah. was two. Um, when this shows was coming down to its final episodes, I remember when they like the script was done and they were like having CNN cameras filming somebody carrying the script from one office to another office. It was oh, wow. that big of a deal that Seinfeld was coming to a close. Right. And uh, the finale was kind of a dud, by the way. I, I personally liked it, but it was a bit of a dud. You know? Yeah, I actually watched that episode when it premiered live. Like, I remember yeah. that, and they all end up in the jail cell and everything, and I was like, oh, I thought this was supposed to be funny. Maybe that's why I never got into it as a kid, because I remember that last episode so much. But I also remember that there was something on CNN or 2020 or Dateline, like one of those nightly broadcast shows, mm-hmm. and there was a guy who had this disease where if he laughed too much, like, his heart would stop. Or like something he would he could possibly oh, die, wow. and he goes on and he says, "Yeah, it's tough because my favorite show is Seinfeld," oh, and no. so they're like the whole broadcast was about this guy who was almost killing himself by watching Seinfeld, and he's like, "I don't care." And I was like, "Holy crap, this must that be a funny show." Like that show is bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what an next, animal. Next up, uh, this episode is based on a real life contest that Larry David had with his friends, in which he lasted several months. Uh, David wow. won, by the way. He had wanted to write the episode uh, based on the contest earlier in the series, but was not sure if the cast would be on board. They kind of waited for the show to be a popular hit before they sprung it on everybody. Nice. That was good. He really laid the groundwork and like the characters were established. It was like, yeah, sure. He would do that. Jerry Seinfeld claims he had never heard the song Wheels on a Bus before this episode. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what? That part is so like so massive in it where Kramer's looking out the window and like kind of describing everything and Jerry's singing along with it and then changes the words. You yeah, know, he's like, like getting into it too. And it's like it's literally the first time he's seeing that song. <laughs> it's crazy. How every kid has listened to Wheels on the Bus, right? I don't, yeah, wow. I don't think so, right? Crazy. Uh, what a claim. This episode was ranked number one on TV Guide's 2009, 2009 list of the 100 greatest episodes of all time. That's where it got its best episode of TV ever ranking. Nice. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Jason Alexander, Michael Richards, and Jerry Seinfeld had a superstitious ritual uh, they completed before the taping of every episode. They gathered in the set version of Jerry's bathroom. Uh, They placed their hands on top of each other, and they released them. They would do all this uh, to make it a quick, very loud yelping sound. The group called this the Circle of Power, and in this episode, they do the gesture from their hype-up mode. So you actually really? see like when they first started that, like when they do the all put their hands in the middle for the contest, that's what they do every episode. But they just filmed it this time, basically oh, in that scene. They and, tied uh, a real piece of life into the episode right yeah. there. OK, that's cool. It was almost like a Goonies moment. But instead of that, they like, yeah, actually really did something like that in real life. OK, that's cool. The bathroom is super small, too. So they would normally do this before every episode and like get in the bathroom and do that. But it's like super crowded in there. So they would just all bunch up. Right. By the way, if you guys want to really, if you're already a Seinfeld fan, you know this episode well, and you just want a little bit more, watch the special features. Also, Cracked did a video for it. Watch mm. the deleted scenes and stuff like that. 
uh, Kramer, the, uh, Michael Richards, he and Elaine Bennis did not get along well. Specifically, the fact that he had to play this goofball, but was probably the most serious actor there. Oh, wow. Like, uh-huh. he was like a professionally trained kind of actor. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Elaine broke all the time. She was because <laughs> she's from SNL. So, like, right. breaking is half the time how you got the laughs. And mm-hmm. so, so she was laughing around, having too much fun on set. And you could see him, like, like he would joke around, like, like a mime strangling her. And, like, there was times <laughs> where you're like, oh, he is not happy right now. Yeah. It's just fun to see. He's to just that her. good of an actor. Poor guy had to play such a goofball. That's, hey, you know, what? you don't get to choose your best role, right? I mean, <laughs> I know. And that's so known. crazy. I, that's, a, uh, that's a question I always ask myself, though. I'm like, I wonder if these guys are really friends in real life. I wonder if they really get along, you know, and it's so yeah. crazy. You could probably see. Yeah. Now I can see it. I'm like, yeah, they don't get along. Elaine and Kramer, they, they don't get along. But well, I think probably offset or nowadays, maybe they do. It's just think about the, that tension, especially in the later seasons when it's like, we're getting paid a million bucks to be here right now. Right. The world is watching. And Elaine yeah. keeps cracking up at her own jokes. You know, know. like that's going to drive her. She's like the Jimmy Fallon of that group right there. Oh, God. Jimmy Fallon's the worst at that. He's so bad <laughs> like, about it. It was what made me love Jimmy Fallon, though. I'm like, oh, my oh. God. He's breaking and just has to keep going. And I he love drives it. me nuts oh. how much he breaks. Like, I like like Bill Hader. He hates when he cracks, but he, I love right. it. I love it when he does, of course. Me, too. Oh, I'm, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I'm, I'm a time. fan of that. Trust me. Like, if you crack during a live performance, like you'll be my favorite person. Because yeah. back in the day when I used to do improv and everything, Trying to not crack was so damn hard. And then when you did, like when you could get somebody else to break character on stage, you're like, I did it. Nailed I win. It. I win the night. I win the contest. It was so good. I don't know if you've watched the 40th special for uh, SNL. There's a song that Adam Sandler and Andy Sandberg did together talking about how like the skit's not doing too well. So you break like it's all <laughs> about like, hey, if the skit's just not good, just purposely break and it'll be a success. It'll be talk about <laughs> so the morning. Good. All right, I have like, to yeah. YouTube that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's already. really good. That's a really good special. Uh, all right, three more to go real quick. The In Real Life, a porno film called The Bet was inspired by this episode. Wow. It's <laughs> actually a parody of it. Life imitating art. There yeah. you go. Although it's applied, George is the winner of the contest. We never actually see him collect the uh, prize money or acknowledge the win. In the final episode of the series, George uh, reveals that he cheated in the contest, making Jerry the actual winner. So that's wow. the final. That'll be the final one there. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I just this is such a good show, and I just love that there's so much little lore and stuff behind it, like them meeting in the bathroom to do their little hype up thing, and then they actually did it, filmed it this time. I just freaking yeah, love that. Absolutely, all the traditions, all the things they did as writers, or like scenes like you were talking about the tic tacs that were improvised, like all of that makes it so much better because you know, like it wasn't just writers in a room writing, and be like, here you go, do this on stage. It was like, well, what if we try this? What if we alter it this? What if we put our hands in when we're making the bet and then we yeah. do it like we do every night? Like that stuff's so good. It just enriches yeah. it so much. Oh, I love it. This this show is such a slice of 90s too. It's hard to, it can never be replicated. And so it's glad, I'm glad this thing exists. It's like a time capsule. Oh, 100%. Yeah, one part that I liked that probably wasn't on anybody's stat sheet, but uh, Jerry is wearing some Jordan 4s. Like I'm a big sneakerhead. Yeah. And he's wearing, you know, like his button up shirt. It's tucked into his straight jeans, straight black jeans. And he's wearing the jeans over Jordan fours that are like white and baby blue or something. I'm like, those are super hard to get Jordans. And he's just wearing them like a total dad. And I yeah. love it. I'm like, wow, what a cool fact. And that that to me 
was very 90s right there. I was yeah, like, that's cool. I would not be surprised if Jerry Seinfeld is a sneakerhead, though. He seems like oh, he's yeah. so freaking rich now. Yeah, exactly. He's got <sighs> cars, he's got coffee, and he's probably got sneakers. Yeah, he actually has a building in Manhattan that's just for his cars. That's how what? rich that dude is. Yeah. Dang. He's putting, uh, what is uh, Saturday Night Live? Uh, not Saturday Night Live. What am I talking about? Anyways, I can't think of it. He had a big chin. <laughs> comedy guy. Jay Leno. Uh, Jay Leno. Thank you. He's putting Jay Leno to shame. Yeah. Jay Leno's got that spacious garage in California. Meanwhile, <laughs> he got, he, he got yeah, he's got a garage. building. That's, That's crazy. crazy. He's like Tony Stark, <laughs> but for cars. Oh, my. Could Jerry Seinfeld join the Marvel Universe? Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> man. Who would he play? That's a good question. Uh, I know for DC, I'd want him to almost be like Mr. Elastic or like Plastic that's Man. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's ex- I'm not kidding. That's what I was going to say, but I can only think of it for DC. I don't know why yeah. I can't think can't, of somebody for be, Marvel. He can't be uh, Mr. Fantastic. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. No. If uh, Could Kramer have played Mr. Fantastic in a different universe? I would love to see him as a serious role. So he played the villain in a movie called Trouble Child. I think it was Trouble Kid. I remember watching it a lot as a kid. Okay. Uh, but he was the villain in it. And that was a pretty serious role for him. It's a comedy, but he was a jerk in it. So Yeah, yeah. He took a pretty serious role on his own later on when he was doing stand-up comedy Ooh, and, yeah. got cap- <laughs> and got canceled. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we don't want him going full serious anymore. He's one of anymore. the first people to get canceled. What a what a great what an award. Yeah, what an one icon. Of first people, <laughs> one of the first people to get a million dollars for an episode, and one of the first people to get canceled. Nice oh, job. Before Twitter was big, that's impressive. That's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Dang, oh, man. So, uh, right. On, any other facts or anything else we want to say before well, we, don't have a lot we of wrap facts. it up? So here's the thing, guys. This is what we want from you guys, listeners at home. We want your guys' feedback on this stuff. We want not only your feedback, we want to hear what you thought of Seinfeld, and we'll mention it on the next episode. We also want to hear what you, want, what you think of the next thing we're going to talk about, which is going to be another show, because I'm challenging Thomas. Mm-hmm. So, we will be reading listener mail on the air, so please participate. That would be really helpful. Uh, either through uh, Challenge Accepted's uh, Twitter account, which I'll have it linked below, or also the Geek Freaks one. We'll see it there, too. because We're under the Geek Freaks network, so we'll catch it all through there, too. Yeah, uh, or, also, or send me a text. It's or fine. send a text. If, if you got Thomas's digits, send the yeah, drop in his DM, folks. Drop in Sli- Thomas's slide DM. In, slide in them DMs. <laughs> I'll holla at you. We have other segments planned. It's kind of hard because like one of them is like we like we want to check out those shitty reviews and stuff like that. The problem is this is one of the best episodes of TV ever made, so those don't exist for this. Uh, yeah. It's pretty hard to find any bad reviews. Um, we'll develop this as we go, obviously. I think that's something that's pretty obvious and we'll fine-tune some stuff and i think there's a a long way to go sure that also makes me kind of worried because now people could just recommend shitty stuff to us all the time so they're like here just watch all these terrible movies and shows that no one likes or very few people like and that makes me a little nervous but that's definitely uh, an option but i also want to my main thing is i want you guys to tell us did you watch the contest what do you think of the contest did you watch it with your parents when you were a kid and, or like the next thing we're going to talk about is like, oh my God, I didn't think anybody else ever saw that before. Stuff like that. That's right. Because as we're challenging each other, we're also challenging you. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that's it. Um, come find us on Twitter and we are setting up an email or go through Geek Freaks and we'll be here every week. We want to hear from you guys. I mean, we really do want to hear what you think we should challenge each other with. We're planning out a really fun year. And we're going to have some really fun stuff that coincide with bigger things that are going on in the world. But yeah. 
yeah, we'll try to be here every week. And part of the show as well is that we're going to be reacting to new things as they come out as well. We don't really have a name yet. I don't know if we do. I think Let's just call I it Challenge know. Accepted Reacts. Bam. Challenge Re Accepted Reacts will be out soon. And we will also be doing a react every week to The Last of Us, which just dropped tonight at the time of this recording. So it's going to be fun and it's going to be exciting. So we're going to be challenging each other. Uh, hopefully we learn some things. Yeah. Hopefully we laugh at some things. Hopefully we cry. Uh, not too much crying because uh, my little heart can't take it. But and then hopefully we just, yeah, have a, a ton of fun with all you guys as well. So please reach out and check out the reacts part of the show as well. And we kept it Marvel, not Fox, guys. A accomplishment all its own. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking great. Ah, damn it. Dang it. You broke <laughs> it. Uh, we got to go to explicit rating now. No. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Love everybody. Bye. Bye.